0: You are listening to A True Church Perspective from the Macedonia Baptist Church family. We pray that this message is a true blessing to you. Please go with me to the classic New Testament book of Philippians. Philippians chapter number four. When you get to chapter number four, please uh, look at verses four through nine for our text this morning. Amen. If you have it, say amen. I'm going to be reading to you out of the ESV, the English Standard Version, uh, follow along with me with whatever version you have. If you're on your tablet or phone, of course, you can go to the ESV. But it reads pretty much like New King James, so you'll be able to follow. Amen? Amen. And we find these words recorded in the Word of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything In any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. For a subject this morning we want to talk about, I'm going to borrow from the iconic musical genius Stevie Wonder. Don't you worry about a thing. So here we are in the year 2021. And if you're of my generation, if you're a baby boomer, that in and of itself sounds really weird, amen? 2021, we thought we would be in flying cars by now. But in this season that we are currently in, we know that for over a year, our lives have been turned upside down in ways that are unimaginable. Forget the, the regular, vicissitudes of life that we all endure uh, regularly, you know, uh, job concerns, financial concerns, uh, things about our children, what's going to happen to them, whether they are small or whether they are grown and gone from the house. There are always concerns and things that we have to think about. There are everyday things of life that cause concern and for some of us may even enter into worry. But on top of that, We are experiencing, yet still, a worldwide global pandemic. We are experiencing things that we have never, ever even dreamed about, thought about, uh, in ways that are just fantastically horrific when you really think about it. The fact that someone had the audacity to tell me, an American citizen, a free black man in America that I can't go outside, that take a lot of nerve takes a lot of nerve to tell me that I have to be quarantined and shut up in the house takes a lot of nerve to tell me I have to work from home takes a lot of nerve to tell a pastor that when one of his members not only has COVID but they are about to undergo surgery that you have the nerve to tell me that I can't go in there and pray for them as they go under the surgeon's knife and then yet you will say well you can pray anywhere preacher yes I can pray anywhere but one thing that I know for a fact that the people of God are least the people that I serve at the church where I serve they love the fact and they appreciate the fact that their pastor is praying for them before they go into surgery it breaks your heart It hurts you when you feel helpless because we are people that love to be in control. But this pandemic has done some stuff and taught us some things and brought us to the point where some of us are violating the scripture. We're worrying. We're worrying about whether there will be a job to return to. We're worried about whether or not we will be the one that will be infected and leave here. We're worried about those who have gone on who have left children and left different things here. How are they going to make it? How are, they gonna, how are we going to help them? What can we do? We have been concerned about a lot of things. Pastors have been concerned whether or not people will return to church. Mm-hmm. Let that one marinate. I've been concerned about a lot of things, but here's the reality. The reality is, don't you worry about a thing. And I can make that statement because I have scripture to back it up, to share with us the reason that we don't have to worry about anything in this life. And when I say anything, I'm talking about everything. Here in the book of Philippians, you, you you know Philippians. You know you you know the church at Philippi, amen? Uh, go back and look at Acts 16, Paul on his first European missionary journey, and, and you understand, you know Philippi. Here's what you know about Philippi. You know about Lydia, the lady that sold the purple, one of the first converts in Philippi. The main thing you know about Philippi is that at midnight, Paul and Silas was praying as singing praise hymns unto the lord oh you know philippi you know philippi where it talks about the uh fact that uh, uh under uh the name of jesus that every knee shall bow every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord you you know philippi philippi and and the book of philippians is where paul said i press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Oh, you know uh, the book of Philippians, don't you? This is the one where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know Philippians. Philippians is the book that tells you that, uh, and my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. You, You are familiar with this. In our text is another familiar passage. And I love the way we start out with verse 4. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I will say, rejoice. It's significant that we understand a couple of things about what Paul is saying here. Number one, his mindset and his perspective is one that we ought to have because Paul just told us to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Have joy in the Lord. Amen. And all through the book of Philippians, the same thing is repeated of rejoicing and having joy in the Lord. From chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, it is mentioned in each chapter and the least amount of times the word rejoices in these four chapters is in chapter 2 where it's only three, rather, where he only mentions it twice. But in all the other chapters is at least three times And so what's significant about that? I'm glad you asked me because the significance is this. While he's telling us to rejoice in the Lord, to have joy always, he's in prison. He's locked up with the imperial guard of the Roman army guarding him 24-7. But that, but I have to digress there because it's real interesting to me. Can you imagine having to guard Paul? Can you imagine being chained to Paul every day? Can you imagine all the words you were getting and how much he was trying to get them to the Lord? Amen. He's writing this letter while he's locked up. And it's probably the most encouraging letter he ever wrote that we have recorded here. This book is so powerful and so good until whenever there's a need for encouragement in my life, I'm not looking for Sitoria to give it to me. I'm not looking for the church family to give it to me. I'm not looking for my kids to give it to me. I pick up Philippians. It's real short. It's only four chapters, and it's one of the most encouraging books in this entire Bible. And it's written by a man who's undergoing some circumstances and some trouble, and he tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. Now remember, this thing about rejoicing, this is not a suggestion. This is a command. That in every circumstance, in every way, we can yet still rejoice in the Lord. He goes on. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Real quickly. You as a believer, myself as a believer, the original Greek word talks about gentleness, amen? And so we are to be the kind of people that don't hit back. We are supposed to be the kind of people that do not double down. We are supposed to be the kind of people that will esteem our brothers and sisters better than ourselves. We are supposed to be the kind of people that uh, on our social media posts, as we're going back and forth with somebody, at some point we're supposed to be the one to say, okay, let it go. Because that's a part of our nature and our character. That's a part of where God is trusting to get us. We are supposed to be. Gentle, reasonable people, sort of like the way that uh, Jesus restored the woman that was caught in adultery. He spoke truth to her, but he did it in what? A gentle way. That's how we're supposed to be. And, and see, the reason that we can do it like that is simply this. Because we know that no matter what anyone does to us, vengeance is mine. Uh, Romans 12, 19, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Amen. We don't have to push back. We don't have to fight back because God has our back. Then he goes on. The Lord is at hand. I really could stop here and spend the next 15 to 20 minutes right here because this is one of the issues that we face as, as as the church of God today in this society is that we don't talk about it enough, we don't preach about it enough we don't teach about it enough you too know that Jesus is coming back don't you You do know that the Lord is going to return. Here's Paul uh, some 15, 16, 1700 years ago talking to the church at Philippi, reminding them that the Lord is at hand and he hasn't come back yet, but he was talking about it right then. And I got a feeling that we need to talk about it a little bit more because do you not recognize that there is no prophecy that has to be fulfilled that will prevent Jesus from returning? right now in the middle of my sentence and when I think about the fact that he's coming back it makes me want to live a little bit better it makes me want to walk a little straighter Uh, hmm 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 then he gets to where I really want to be verse 6 do not be anxious for anything But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Stop right there. So, here we are with trouble on every side. Here we are with all kinds of things going on. And because you are students of the word, you fake it out and talk about, well, I'm not worried, I'm concerned. That's my baby's lying all the time. Well, I'm just concerned. Well, we better be careful with delineating between concern and worry, should we not? Because here, uh, I'm being told that I don't have to be anxious about anything. I don't have to have concern about anything. I don't have to be worried about anything. Uh, the reason that I don't is because I have a trust In the Lord That's what he's saying He's saying that the reason That you don't have to be concerned Is number one You have a trust in God And then You have a recourse To go into If there are some things That are raised before you It says what Uh, But in everything You do know what everything is But in everything, by prayer and supplication, see, everything means just that. It is a broad perspective. We as people of prayer and people of God, we want to save God for the big stuff, and then we handle everything else. But from the moment you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, he wants to be involved in the most intimate things of your life. I don't know why he wants to be bothered with us, but he does. And he wants to know everything. When I first became a believer, I would drive my kids down to the uh, Detroit Public Library, the main branch. And if you've ever been down there, you know the parking situation. And I would pray about finding a spot right close to the library. And I would get one every time. I shared this with some of my coworkers and they thought that was silly. Why are you bothering God about a parking space? Well, I'm bothering God about the parking space because he wants me to bother him. He wants to know everything about me, which he knows, but he wants to make sure I recognize that in this relationship, there is nothing that is absent from him. He cares that much about us that he wants to be involved in everything. So he says by prayer and supplication, make your requests be known to God. Prayer is just broad. That's every communication that we have with God. Amen. But supplication is different. Supplication is pretty much the same but the prayer aspect is broad hear me now supplication is a direct request one of the reasons that your prayers haven't been answered is because they're too general you are not making direct requests you want to see difference I'll give you an example Get up in the morning, you're doing your morning devotion. Lord, bless my children. Lord, bless my church family. Lord, bless my extended family. Lord, bless, 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 bless. Right? That's prayer. Supplication. Lord, bless my son. Allow him to grow more faithful in his relationship with you. Uh, Lord. Cover and protect and keep all hurt, harm, and danger. That's supplication. This is a direct request of what I'm asking of God. And so when you have the ability to do that, and you do have the ability to do that, thanks to God Almighty. You see, prayer is a great privilege. Go over to Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount, amen? And, and Jesus answers a question that was actually asked in Mark. Of the disciples Lord teach us how to pray And so we call it the Lord's prayer But it's more rightly the model prayer Because it's not something that we necessarily have to repeat But we do have to follow the pattern Or we should Because it is a model of how you pray unto God And so you know that in that prayer It says this, right? Thy will be done Thy kingdom come Huh? On earth, you know it Thy kingdom come. So here's what God is doing God's kingdom is going to come whether we pray or not. So, what God is doing is He's allowing us to join Him in what He's already going to do. You should be shouting. He gives us this great privilege to join him in what he's already doing. God is always active. He's always working. And he gives us an opportunity to come on the side of him and to join him in what he's doing. And so when you go back to Philippians and you say that I don't have to be anxious about anything because I can go to God with prayer and supplication, then that gives me shouting material because my trust is not in my circumstance. My trust is not in my situation. My trust is the one that sits high and still looks low. My trust is in the one that has created everything that I can see and what I cannot see. My trust is in the one that picks you up out of the muck and mire of life's sin and restores you into a right relationship with him. Your trust is in him and therefore you don't have to be worried or concerned about anything. I'm getting ready to let you go. And because I've done that, verse 7 tells me something's going to happen. And pastor, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, which surpasses all understanding okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, that means that the world can't understand it, and the believer can't understand it. It surpasses all understanding. So, so what is, so what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. This is what it means you can't explain it you have to experience it can't explain it it has to be experienced that peace of God it goes like this in 1555 over in England uh, Dr. Nicholas Ridley was a great Christian and he had been preaching the gospel hey man but back then and Somewhat today, he was being persecuted for it. And so he was arrested, and they were going to burn him at the stake. Amen? So, the night before his execution, in the prison, his his brother came to visit him. And in the prison chamber, his brother said, Look, look, man, I'm here. I'm going to hang with you tonight. I'm going to stay with you all night. And he wanted to offer that so that his brother could have some peace and some comfort his last days on earth. Noble and good, wasn't it? Dr. Ridley says to him, thank you, but now you go home because I expect to sleep through the night just like I always do and have a great restful sleep until I wake up in the morning. The reason he could do that is because Even though he was going to be executed, he had the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. He didn't need anybody to stay with him because as he said, I'm going to sleep through the night because I know that God is with me and that in the morning when they burn me at the stake, I'm going to go and be in the strongest safest arms that I can be in. I'm going to be with my master. That's an example of the peace of God. He He wasn't up all night. Uh, pacing back and forth he wasn't crying out God spare me God take me you gotta experience that peace of God and he experienced it in that moment he didn't need any man to comfort him he had the peace of God that was comforting him and the only way you can get that is to experience it and the only way you can experience it is if you recognize that he's in control that he has all power that he is the director of your life that he has everything in his hand, and that you are wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in him. That's the only way you can get there. Then he says, that peace which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's where I get the idea of the fact that it's based upon Being in Christ Jesus. Can I be real with you? As believers, we do a lot of fake stuff. Amen. You know, we do a lot of fake stuff. And it's not because you are a fake person. That's not it. It's because many of us have not grown to the point where we are word people and experience people. What I mean by that is is that we have not yet melded together what we know of the scripture and experience what we know of scripture with the living God. You see, there are a lot of things that we are instructed to do in here, right? That will give you experience with God, tangible experience with God. So we got to look toward those, read, study, and do scriptures. Amen? And if we don't do that, God will help us. Amen? So, real talk. I have pretty much matured in a particular area of our faith, all right? And that is the area of forgiveness. I got some challenges and issues with other things, but this one, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And the reason that I am is that God has given me a lot of experience with it. I have been cut. I have been drawn and quartered. You do know what that is, don't you? No, you don't. You're not in the 15th century. Drawn and quartered. They took the axe and drew you and quartered you, cut you to pieces. I've had all of that in my ministry life. Okay? And through it all, God showed me and has grown me to the point of forgiveness. So this is what I mean by faith. Somebody stabs you in the back, somebody violates your trust, and you say, Lord, I forgive them. But you read enough Bible to know that it takes two people to reconcile, so you know that you've only been commanded to forgive. You have not been really commanded to reconcile, even though we ought to always seek reconciliation. You know that God can't command you to reconcile because you're only one person, right? Right? So you know that, and so my pastor calls it being a loophole lawyer with the word. So you say, "Well, uh, I, I I forgive him, right?" But how do you know? Because you don't deal with them anymore. So how do you know that you've authentically forgiven them? I'm going to give you an example. So this lady that. I had watched grow from like an 11 year old to now in her late 30s, right? I won't go into all that God used me for in this girl's life. This girl wrote the nastiest poison pen letter I have ever received. And, what's crazy about it, wrote one to my wife, who don't do nothing to nobody but me, so. And it hurt, I mean it hurt greatly. And so, I sat her down with witnesses, with her husband, her mom, all these people, because I wanted to go through each point of the letter and tell the truth of it and I wanted her people there because you know y'all do lie so I wanted witnesses to what I was doing and so I did that right and so she left the church but her husband stayed forgiveness her husband died of COVID One of the first cases we had, well, in the church we only had two, but young man, very young, left a bunch of children here. I went over there to pray for them. Couldn't go in, you know, they come outside. Turns out she had not told the children that their father had died. You, You know who told them? I did. And that's when you know that you have forgiven, when people have a need that have wronged you and you actively fulfill it. Cause by the flesh, I shouldn't even be over here. By the flesh, do your job. That ain't my job. By the flesh, but by the Spirit of God, all of that is gone. All of that leaves out. You have to be authentic in what you do. And guess what? I've had to do that 10, 12, 13, Cheryl, 14, 15, 16 times. And I'm not telling you that in a braggadocio way. I'm telling you this so that you recognize, stop being fake and be authentic because God will stand with you and he will allow you to be what he called you to be. And what he called you to be is people that demonstrate his love in all aspects and areas of your life. What he is teaching us is that it's not about us, that it's all about him. He says, finally, whatever is honorable, whatever is true, if there's anything praiseworthy, is there anything of good report, think on these things. In other words, I'm not worrying. I'm anxious for nothing. If there's a concern I have, I can take it to the Lord in prayer and supplication. God will give me what? A peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of this. And then to make sure that I remain where I need to be, get my man out the gutter, get my man off the gossip hotline, get my man off the foolish things, and think on the good things of life. Think on the praiseworthy things. Think on the goodness of life, because there's some good out here. But we major in minors. We always focusing on the latest scuttlebutt. We focusing on the latest gossip. We focus on the latest negativity. And we have been through all that. We've had a capital resurrection in this country. Forget that stuff. We gotta focus on the things that are praiseworthy and the things that are good. In other words, back in the day, when I was out there, uh, somebody used to say, man, you got to get your head right and they pass me a joint where I want to get my head right right now pass me a scripture you need to get our heads right when it comes down to living this life this is not a fake God this is a powerful all knowing omniscient great God and we are his people and no you are not perfect but you belong to him and because you belong to him you can do like Paul and press toward the mark. Of Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that if you have been picked up turned around, feet placed on solid ground. In other words if you believe that he was born of a virgin woman uh, if you believe that he lived on this earth for 33 years uh, if you believe uh, that at the age of 30 he said I must be about my father's business. He wasn't talking about Joseph the Carpenter cause Joseph was not that baby's daddy. He was talking about his heavenly father. All he did was open up blind and that's so. <laughs> a... Fed five thousand, turned around and fed four thousand more. Walked on the water, commanded the winds and the waves to obey him. Uh, made blind men see, lame men walked, uh, healed the lepers. Did he not do it? He uh, even went to the cemetery and told a dead man to live on. Uh, I'm talking about Jesus. Uh, is there anybody know him? Uh, they whipped him and beat him all night long. Uh, they put a crown of thorns around on his head. They buried him in an old borrowed tomb. He stayed there Friday. He stayed there Saturday. But thanks be to God early Sunday morning he got up from the grave, proclaimed that all power is in his hands. And because he did that, Prentice, I don't have to worry about nothing. I don't have to worry about a thing. I just give it to the master because my trust is not in Joe Biden! My trust is not in Gretchen Whitmer. My trust is in the Lord, the one that died for me, the one that sits at the right hand of the Father. Sometimes you just gotta encounter him. Some of you just too saved. What I mean by that, uh, you're intellectually book saved. What you gotta do is have that supernatural uh, encounter, uh, you know, uh, close encounter of the God can. You gotta have an encounter like the prophet amen in the year that king aziah died i saw also the lord and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and the seraphim did fly with two wings they covered their face with two wings they covered their feet and two did fly and they said, Holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. Uh, our earth is filled uh, with His glory. And Isaiah said, Woe is me. Uh, I'm a man from an unclean or of unclean people and a man with unclean lips. Uh, you gotta come into his presence and recognize you are lost. Uh, and the seraphim took the coal from the altar and touched his mouth, uh, cleansed him. You do no fire. His uh judgment. <laughs> you you know that fire uh, will change things and then they said uh, who will go for us uh, who can we send and isaiah said uh, send me uh, i'll go uh, he had a close encounter of a god can is he tangible in your life uh, can you feel him move sometime uh, do you know him uh, don't fool me i said Do you know, Emma, it's not a rhetorical question, do you know him if you know him you ought to say yeah say yeah I'm going to my seat but I'm going to tell you this I didn't come over here not to give my God some praise he's the lily of the valley the bright and morning star the root of Jesse the lion of the tribe of Judah the great I am the ancient of days the wheel in the middle of Ezekiel's will. He's Emmanuel. He's Mary's baby. I call him Jesus. Or you can say Yeshua. I call him Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the evening. Jesus in the midnight hour. I thank God I don't have to worry about a thing. I got the Lord and he's enough for me. Somebody say thank you Jesus. Thank you jesus Jesus. Thank you Jesus for all your benefits toward me. Uh, sermon is over. I'm done preaching. But baby, I got to do this. Yeah! Yeah! Sometimes I want to holler. Sometimes I just want to moan. Sometimes hope you enjoyed this message today, and we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www.mbcdet.com. Thank you, and God bless you.